0: or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
1: Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. Only at stores or sleepnumber.com.
2: Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the eastern border. And we're back again with some Russian news and news about the war and everything. And, um, yeah, today's episode is going to be a bit more strange than usual because, well, we've gotten access to some interesting data. What I'd like to start with is, uh, well, with, I guess, it's a category at this point. You'll love, of course... And by the way, that comes from um, an old Soviet joke, which went like, you know, after after Brezhnev died, and then Andropov, and then Chernenko died, there was there was this joke that says that you turn on uh, the Russian Channel 1, and uh, the kind of the presenter there states, well, you'll laugh, of course, but our land has now been struck with yet another extremely great tragedy. It was kind of like the fact that they die all the time. And... Uh, Well, today's quite much like that when it comes to various events with with Russia. Since, well, you'll laugh, of course, but Russia lost their second fighter plane in the last three days. It's quite likely that this one was a Su-35 one, which was beaten down once again by their own anti-air systems. And this has been published in everywhere, basically. Uh, Russian telegram is crazy about it and Ukrainian telegram also posts about this Meantime the Welt, the, the media uh, aside from Germany states that Germany has cut down on the military aid to Ukraine By the minimum now again, this is from the Welt. Please don't be angry at me This is what I just you know got reports on and apparently from the 30th of March up to the middle of June Only walkie-talkies, hand grenades, spare parts to machine guns, and uh, some detonating wires have been sent from Germany to Ukraine. Now, I can't really claim the validity of this, but uh, something to take a look at. Syria has, well, Bashar Bashar Assad's Syria, has now cutting diplomatic ties with Ukraine. At the end of June, Ukraine cut diplomatic ties with Syria, just because Syria, well, you know, officially recognized Donetsk and Lugansk. So, quite quite obvious. European Union is now planning to spread out and uh, move even more people in this sanction list. Apparently, 55 people are going to be included. And interestingly enough, turns out that the mayor of Moscow, Sergei Sobyanin, and two actors, Sergei Bezrukov and Vladimir Mashkov, will be popping in this list. I was still confused about why Sergei Sabyanin wasn't on this list before, because yeah, he's one of the closest people to Putin, and, uh, well, personally, I, w- I, would, I would have put him there way way, er- way way earlier. European Union is planning to cut down on the use of natural gas by 15%. Bloomberg reports that Euro Commission will, you know, announce very soon a plan of economy of gas, and you know that's a positive thing because well, importing stuff is one thing, but the gas and uh, natural resources is where they where Putin's regime gets all their money. In Russian Gosduma, a new bill was presented that now equalizes the the Georgian banner, you know, the orange and black one, to the equal to the symbols of military uh, military glory. That's basically, you know, all the orders and, and all the banners from World War Two and all this stuff. And you can get up to five years in prison if you <clears throat> desecrate this symbol somehow. Well, for everyone else in Eastern Europe, that symbol, which has very little ties to anything actual World War Two, because well, the pro-Nazis g- gather, who were gathered from Russian prisoners of war they used that one, so that's a bit weird. But that's Still, uh, sort of, sort of a bit, um, bit interesting. Interestingly enough, you know, and this is again one of those you'll love, of course, news. Well, I spoke about how, how the Russian analog of uh, of McDonald's will get into trouble, you know, because uh, they can't really provide themselves with with a lot of stuff, and they had issues with the fries. Well, apparently they've gone a bit further because not only there were fries, they had the fry issue with how they couldn't deliver them and how they wouldn't be able to serve them. It turns out that apparently they have a lot of mold in in the fries, in, in the burgers, and everything, and some bugs as well. And uh, well, they acted swiftly to solve this issue, like they took they took what's necessary and and posted uh, you know what reasonable measures to to counter this situation. That is, they have now banned using smartphones uh, in in the stores. In Russian McDonald's analog, you can no longer post smartphones or charge any device that you have. Apparently, that's because some customers found it uncomfortable. But basically, it's because so that we, people like me, wouldn't be able to see on the internet what's going on and uh, what a mess everything really is. And now another thing which is going to be integrated with my usual, please follow me on Twitter. I'm trying to reach twenty thousand followers there, and yeah, uh, all this stuff, because well, now I was um, I, I was I was kind of sent on Telegram, and then that this got, this got confirmed, a weird document written by Raisa or Russia Today, you might know it by RT. Uh, Is the kind of the big central organization, big central media organization, who are kind of the platform of everything that propaganda, Russian propaganda, is doing. And they document everything as well. And what we got from them is a letter that was sent from them in Belarusian, sorry, and in Russian to the Minister of Defense of the Republic of Belarus, the General Lieutenant. Khrenin Vega. It's um it's an interesting one. You will, uh, you'll you'll appreciate it. <clears throat> Honorable Viktor Gennadievich, the correspondent uh, spot of the Federal Federal Institution of uh, of Unitary Commonwealth uh, basically Russia Сегодня and Republic of Belarus. At, at this point, really, they, they, we wish to act upon our common ties. And um, we gladly uh, ask that you support us in a creation of a TV, a TV kind of um, TV news set for our site Sputnik.by, which is Belarusian one, about the destruction of Russian anti air systems and anti rocket systems of the American HIMARS. Well as according to our previous discussions uh, we would really like to we would really like you to ensure that w- that a proper proper model of HIMARS is made and that we can we can use it uh, at, the, uh, at the at the latest of 22nd of July and that should be placed in the eastern polygons and then we will come and uh, you know film how it's destroyed there yeah, they have a documentation. It holds a bunch of um, bunch of linguistic things, but Rassiusiwny has basically admitted that, uh, yeah, yeah, they're gonna blow up some fake high marses on twenty second. Well, after this leak, they probably won't, because you know, just as when the war was predicted to start on the sixteenth, and then you know it was delayed by by the efforts of of intelligence services. Same with this one. If you hear that HIMARS are being destroyed and everything, yeah, no, not really. However, the latest in Russian propaganda is that HIMARS are being traded away by Ukrainians. But this is basically absolutely false since due to security measures installed on these rocket missile launching systems. I I was explaining the difference between rocket and missile on Twitter again. um, At eastern underscore border, please follow us. And uh, apparently they can't really be stolen or sold away. Well, they technically can, but not like they're in to shoot missiles. So there is um, zero, even zero ideas that this might be true, but I presume that this might be the kind of the latest misinformation. Interestingly enough, uh, yesterday on the 19th of July, apparently, well, the Antonovsky Bridge was attacked near Kherson. Kherson is the southern part connecting to Crimea. Apparently, this bridge is vital for supplying Russian forces in the Kherson direction. And um, here's some. Well, and this comes from wartranslated.com, my friends. And there were some interesting reactions about all the situation, because it seems that uh, the pro-Russian channels, both on Telegram and on other media sources, are just trying to wake up recently.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news: Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, for all the music plus top podcasts included with your prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com/newsadfree. That’s amazon.com/newsadfree to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
1: Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with sleep number. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
2: So, well, pro-Russian war reporter channel Ribar declares that the Ukrainian forces are concluding preparations for the offensive, and in response to all the situation, situation in Mikolayev Krivi Rih direction. The Ukrainian command has completed preparations for an offensive in the Krivirich sector. Mars high-precision munitions have practically disabled the Antonovsky Bridge, which complicates the supply of Russian group in this direction. In the area of Arkhangelskoye, Belia, Krinitsa and Mukharovka, units of the 35th Brigade of Ukrainian Armed Forces are expected to cross the Ingulets River. In the vicinity of Murahivka, there are technical tools for intercepting radio transmissions of the Electronic Reconnaissance Maneuvering Group, a jamming unit, and the Bukolev, electronic warfare system of the Ukrainian army. Reconnaissance of the positions of the Russian Federation Armed Forces and the nature of activities of Russian military personnel is carried out by two Baraktar UAVs from the Kantanova airfield. In addition, pro-Ukrainian citizens of the Kherson region transmit data about the rear facilities of the Russian Federation Armed Forces and the routes of movement in supply convoys. The offensive, allegedly, again, and this is added by me, will be preceded by massive artillery shelling from M777 howitzers on the positions of Russian forces on the line of contact. And, well, that's kind of uh, interesting. Specifically on the uh, Antonovsky Bridge situation, the военный осведомитель, or war informer, another pro-Russian channel, concludes that destruction of the bridge may lead to enormous risks for the Russian forces on the right bank of Dnieper, resulting in another, in air quotes, gesture of goodwill, The temporary closure of the Antonovsky Bridge for the passage of freight transport promises serious logistical problems for the right bank grouping of the Russian Federation Armed Forces in Kherson in the future. Despite the fact that at the moment it is possible to redirect transport columns through the nova Kachovka hydroelectric power station, this will already affect the delivery, and given the recent attacks on warehouses in the Kherson region, the problem is becoming way more acute. It is obvious that the armed forces of Ukraine will not stop at just minor damage to one bridge, and in the coming days we should expect a repetition of missile strikes both on the Antonovsky bridge and on the nova Kachovka hydroelectric power station and other possible crossings. If this problem is not resolved in the near future, this will create enormous risks of cutting off Russian troops in Kherson from permanent supply communications with the left bank, which, in the event of a possible offensive by Ukrainian army, may result in another <clears throat> gesture of goodwill. I mean, I, I like how even the pro-war, pro-Putin side is just putting all these gestures of goodwill in um, very massive air quotes. Notorious starsha edgy channel, that he's really famous for being basically neo-Nazi declares that Ukrainians are um, are trying to do the right thing by attacking the bridge the armed forces of Ukraine are doing what we, that is the Russian part should have done a long time ago, namely they are destroying the bridge across the Dnieper in Kherson, the goal is obvious to interrupt military logistics between the left bank and our foothold on the right bank it's difficult to physically destroy the bridge itself, but to make its work impossible or extremely difficult is quite a feasible task. do this, they will strike every day, preventing repair teams from destroying what was destroyed. Why we don't do the same with the Ukrainian bridges across the Dnieper, I do not understand. And he also adds that destroying, or at least limiting, functionality of the bridge is very much possible, unlike what's been claimed by Russian military so-called experts previously. For a couple of months we have been reading military experts who, foaming at the mouth, prove that such a large infrastructure structure as a bridge across the Dnieper cannot be destroyed. And in general, we need bridges to bring divisions to the right bank of the Dnieper. Here, the Hohols, a derogatory term for Ukrainians, once again prove that at least a serious violation of the bridge's operation is not Fermat's theorem at all, but quite a job for the average mind. Ex-Ukrainian politician. Now, separatist Oleg Saryov provides suggestions on how to reinforce the bridge to prevent its destruction. You can use the experience of Mariupol and Kherson. Close the holes with slabs, blanks for rolled steel. With a thickness of about 15 cm, it will hold a direct hit of a 152 mm shell. It would not be bad to cover not only the holes, but the entire surface of the bridge with slabs. In case of damage to a particular slab after a missile hit, it can easily be replaced with another one. Repairing the bridge after shelling would be much easier. But it is quite possible that a replacement would not be needed. 50 centimeters of steel must withstand a hit by a High Mars missile. I'm pretty sure that 15 centimeters of steel being put on there is a lot of work, and not exactly sure how, uh, how High Mars will fare against it, but you fixed me on that one. The, qu- the cost of sh- such coverage is not very high. There are a lot of slabs in Donbass. And, of course, he also slams the Russian command for removing the vital air defense protection from the area in the previous days. According to my information, not long before the shelling began, our military removed the S-300 and anti-aircraft missile systems from Kherson. Only this complex is capable of repelling HIMARS missile attacks. Uh, not, not really. No, S-300 is, by the way, according to information that I have, uh, S-300 fares extremely poorly against HIMARS. You know, just, just saying. The bridge across the Dnieper is of strategic importance for the defense and subsequent offen- offensive. It must be held at all costs. Now, now that we know what um, what the Russian side now says about all the situation, well, obviously, quite obviously, basically this just means that uh, it's quite, quite likely that um, Ukrainians will attack over there. Because... Well, it just makes sense, and if this bridge is so vital, then, well, it would be quite um, quite prudent for Ukraine to launch an attack there, which will probably happen in the next few days. Meanwhile, I am going to, in the next few days, to record a longer episode where uh, I'm going to look at massive slamming of uh, Shoigu, who, by the way, is a, officially a reindeer breeder in his military uh, military profession chart when he served in the Soviet army and uh, some more about how the um, pro-war yet anti-putin people are feeling about this whole war because I, i've mentioned girkin a lot of times here you know and um, a lot of these people well they they're starting to separate russian federation from russia it, they use two different concepts and and they're stating that this is the war where Russia is fighting against Russian Federation. They they don't like the Russian Federation part because they uh dislike Putin being way too liberal and they um also stated Elvira Nabiullina and other other of the high command of Russia is of course, you know, being being too cautious, not providing enough support and are not defending true Russian interests, i.e., well, we're talking about the hardcore fascists here. So their opinion on all the situations will interesting. That's going to be a longer episode because there won't be any kind of major news events there. That's reserved for these news episodes. But that's happening. I would record today, but apparently, well, I had forgotten. I had a little interview in a Lafayette show. And it was like evening talk. So I spent two, two hours there. But hey, we're still alive. We're still functioning. And the mess with this whole situation is just getting way worse and worse. And if I sound a bit weird in this episode, it's because, well, I can barely feel half of my mouth. I finally got to dentists and my teeth are being fixed. Got some fillings and they're going to rip out my wisdom teeth. And 26th, that's going to be a bit painful. But hey, happiness is mandatory. Oh, and please consider becoming our patron on patreon.com slash the Eastern Border. And if you want to listen to this whole thing without ads... It's always available on the easternborder.lv, where you also can find a donate button. You know, and we're going to update stuff, because right now we have some merch available, like cups and, and, and keychains. No t-shirts just yet, though, which is a bit, bit sad, but we're dealing with this. Again, that's the that's And remember, happiness is mandatory.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts?